Welcome back, folks, to the footyjumpers.com podcast. My name's Rob, and with me is my co-host, Lockie. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the footyjumpers.com podcast. So, last week, we were looking at Hawthorne, so that was good to go. The mustard yellows and browns and golds and whatnots. It was very good, very interesting. And this year, we, this uh, year, this episode, we're looking at the Navy Blues, so the Melbourne Football Club, which... They're actually the oldest football club in the AFL competition as well. Isn't that right, Rob? They are the oldest. Well, they're the second oldest football club of all football clubs. Anything Of all themselves. clubs. Yep. So there is a Sheffield football club that is based in like Northern England. And they're in like if they if they called them Division One, Two, Three, Four instead of Premier League, they're in Division Eight. Right, so, <laughs> but, so there is a Sheffield Football Club that I mean, when they started one year before Melbourne, they were playing their own rules, like Sheffield Rules football, made up their own. Like rugby had their own rules, and you know Melbourne had their own rules in 1858, and then when other teams started playing, uh, then became Victorian rules. And then when other states started adopting it, it became Australian rules. So that's where, mm-hmm. you know, that, so that's where Australian rules football actually comes from, is that, it, you know, basically from the 1850s when they called it Melbourne rules, uh, which was the original rules. Uh, funnily wow. enough, the Australian rules aren't that dissimilar to the Sheffield rules. Things oh, like, really? Yeah, things like you can... You can't pick the ball up off the ground, but if you catch it, then you can have a free kick, stuff like that. So, oh. yeah, so that was that was uh, an interesting thing I found in the research. But uh, yeah, so Sheffield um, just picked Melbourne by a year, but yeah, eighteen fifty eight is a very long time ago. It is a very very long time, yes. and I think yes. doesn't always mean the most amount of changes to their jumpers and jumper colours, but not there's really. also yeah. a lot of history that does go along, even though there's not a whole lot of changes. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, well, when you think um, Ned Kelly was four when, uh, when <laughs> Melbourne was started. Yeah, yeah. that's interesting. That's insane, <laughs> that's, isn't it? <laughs> it's just as a little, uh, well, a pointer, a reference to say this is where we're at. Um, it's, it is a very, very long time ago. But anyway. Well, uh, so the D's, well, I mean, for one thing, they started off 1858, and the problem with being the first Australian football club uh, is there's no one else to play against. You're just playing against yeah, yourselves. That would be tough, yeah. wouldn't it? Yeah. So they sort of had to wait until uh, Geelong came along. Well, I mean, it was only a year, but Geelong came along the next year. Uh, Carlton was like six years later, 1864, and... As we know, Australian football was well specifically set up for keeping cricketers fit in the wintertime. Uh, so the logical uh, uniform or the logical gear to wear when you're playing football was your cricket whites. And mm. so that's what, uh, that's what they rocked up in and that's what they played <laughs> in. And then even... In the earliest days, they recognised that this isn't going to work if everybody's just going to wear cricket whites. It's all very well, you know, to play England on the MCG or something and, you know, know, the guys with the bats are the one team and the guys in the field are the other. But uh, when they're (laughs) kicking a ball around, it wasn't quite as easy. 
bit chaotic. So, yeah, so there are records of uh, the early 1860s of Melbourne wearing cerise, which is, well, French for cherry, but it's sort of... Uh, it's actually a, a colour I more associate with horse racing, honestly. Um, yeah. I think the Hawks stable uh, have um, cer all cerise. But, uh, so they wore those on occasions, but that's not that's not certainly, you know, they wore cerise every week or um, Port Adelaide wore cerise at one point. But, uh, yeah, Melbourne wore those basically because they knew that they'd be playing somebody who only had cricket gear. And so they, you know, to distinguish themselves, they wore cerise on occasions. Um, wow. I, say, so, I, say, I say cerise, I think it was actually magenta is the official word for uh, it. So is that then, the I guess, the first footy jumper then? Because it's the first time that someone tried to distinguish between cricket uh, whites. Well, I mean, realistically, it would have been a shirt. Would have been. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I and, guess, yeah, it's where, so, where do you yeah, want to start? <laughs> yeah. Where, where, what do you call a footy jumper? Um, yeah, that's it. This, <laughs> this would have been, it, it probably wasn't uh, a jumper as we would describe it. That's more like an 1870s thing because we're talking like the 1850s. Uh, the gold rushes just started. You know, Melbourne have formed a footy club. And so. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they just didn't have access to that sort of stuff. Um, you know, there's no knitting mill in Melbourne that's creating all of this stuff. Um, and when they did finally adopt colours, like everyone, they were wearing blue jumpers. But by then, we're sort of looking at the early 1870s, which was when they adopted blue. And as I say, most clubs were wearing blue at that time. Um Carlton were blue, um, Essendon were blue. Well, Essendon were like 1873, 1874. They just wore blue and then they added a red sash to it. So, yeah, there's a few clubs that were wearing blue. Uh, mm. They were one of the first to adopt knickerbockers, which became, in 1875, that became the uniform for clubs to wear. And the reason that they were wearing knickerbockers is because then the socks were on display and the socks could be in different colours, and obviously Melbourne's were red, and from 1872 have been wearing red socks ever since. I think well. there's a few games against the Swans in the 2000s where they wore uh, either a blue top or blue hoops on their red socks, but apart from that, they've been the red legs for a very, very long time. That is a very long time, isn't it? Yeah, yes. <laughs> so... Yeah, so so the D's, um, well, they were blue. The the way that they described it is blue with red trim. Uh, so what that meant was the reinforcing on the lace-up jumper, that would have been red. Uh, the collar and cuffs were red. And so, yeah, the, the trimmings and then red socks. And so when they s sort of started adopting... Um, like the well, a a wool jumper, but you know the wool jumper with sleeves and and no lacing up the middle. Well, then it was just the collar and cuffs, so it was more blue than you know than any red on it, apart from the collar and cuffs. And yeah, uh, yeah so that's sort of how they morphed into the basis of what they realistically what they look like today. 
Yeah, yeah, wow. So I guess it's a bit, as, oh, as there's so much history, it's kind of hard to start in a logical point. But um, when do you think that they started yeah, taking it more serious in the formations of like, the identification, like how we look at Melbourne, how we oh, view them? They, they probably considered the, even just the blue jumper with red, as very basic, but they sort of had a little bit of a thought that, well, they were Melbourne. Everybody else was a suburb of Melbourne. Uh, yeah. so, and they were first, and so they had the right to do whatever they liked and everybody else could conform to them. Uh, so, you know, that's why other clubs started putting different colours on their jumpers so that they didn't look like Melbourne. When yeah. they started looking more like they do now was realistically after World War One, And what happened there was there was a club in the VFL called University. Uh, they'd been in it from the expansion in 1908 and then 1914, so they weren't there very long. Uh, they Initially, they just said, look, we're not going to play, you know, because people, I mean, the, the thought at the time was, you know, football shouldn't be played when we're in a time of war. And hmm. this was the Great War, as they called it. You know, this was the war to end all wars. And so now 1940, it started in 1914. So the 1914 season went along. 19, uh, the 1915 season, university didn't play. And then 1916, Melbourne didn't play. And so Melbourne didn't come back until 1919. And realistically, they'd absorbed university into the Melbourne Footy Club. And part oh. of that absorption was the adoption of the V, which had been a university jumper. Um, university were black with a royal blue V. And so Melbourne, who was still wearing navy blue, but now they adopted the red V um, into the uh, jumpers. Thoughts? That, that looks was... all right. We'll keep that. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. We'll have some of your players and your yeah. V. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we're, so, we're Melbourne. We can do what we want. That's exactly. Yeah. And look, it's an attitude that probably still pervades football today. You know, we're, <laughs> yeah, we're just a little bit better than everyone else. So, uh, um, yeah. So that was, that was the V. And then 1925, they changed it, well, slightly again. It went to a, a very wide collar. And that was red, and then uh, just a red band around the middle. Uh, they had that for six, seven years, and mm. then they went to the red yoke, which, well, apart from colour TV interrupting things in the 70s, uh, <laughs> still wearing today. So, yeah, navy blue with a red yoke was 1933, which... Is that been a year? We yeah, we talked about Hawthorne last year, nineteen thirty-three, changing their jumpers to the mustard mm. pots. Uh, nineteen thirty-three, St Kilda changed their jumpers, made them more white. So, nineteen thirty-three was a it was a year of the depression is behind us mentality. I think yeah, I get that right. impression, you know, or at very least the worst of the depression was starting to get behind them. And instead of just wearing the same jumper over and over and over, they've, they've started to, A, buy new jumpers, and B, make them in new designs for the new jumper. Yeah, right. right. Yeah, so... And then, 
Yeah. So why did do you know why they went from? So sorry, we were mentioned before the university and then how that they got the V from that, and then they go to a band, and then they pretty much go back to the V, but it's just filled in. Do you, uh, do you know why they went for the band for those few years? Usually, those sorts of things happen when there's a change of um, committee, change of management, sort of thing, uh, and that usually comes from. Uh, a lack of success on field. I don't actually yeah. think that's the case with Melbourne, although, you know, I do know the, obviously, Collingwood had won 27, 28, 29, 30. Melbourne won 26. So, you know, they'd had they'd won a premiership in that jumper in 26. But, uh, well. yeah, South Melbourne was really the the big successful club in that era. So it may just be that... They just wanted to change things up and look different. Um, it also could be that the red band just didn't differentiate themselves enough from Colin, from Carlton, who wore navy blue jumpers. Mm, um, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I've never seen anything specific to say Melbourne changed in 1933 for this very good reason. It's, yeah, yeah. It's more... It's just guesswork. We, we got new jumpers. Here they are. And uh, we've made it more red. There you go. Um, and we're not telling you what happened in the committee meeting. What happened in that committee meeting stayed in the committee meeting. Yeah, right. Yeah. So anyways, yeah, so, back to the yoke. So we've got the yoke. So yep. what happens now that we've established the yoke? Well, they won a lot of premierships. <laughs> um, they had a, a lasting period of success. Uh, through the 40s, 50s, and 60s, and then got to the 70s, and that, well, actually, they, they got rid of Norm Smith, and then, yeah, the wheels fell off. Uh, so <laughs> they fired the most successful coach at the time in the history of uh, football, and, uh, well, most successful coach in terms of games won, probably um, Collingwood might tell you the most successful coach is someone else. But um, <laughs> at any rate, the 19, 1975, uh, Australia adopted colour TV. And as part of that, uh, the TV uh, station, or yeah, the, the basically TV told the VFL, look, navy blue with red is not going to work. We need brighter colours. Uh, let's make Melbourne royal blue. There's a few clubs that had to change their colours, but Melbourne's uh, change to royal blue was probably one of the most significant. For most others, it was, I mean, Hawthorne, you know, took the stripes off the back, but realistically, Melbourne was the one that sort of largely affected. And yeah, um, yeah and they wore that from, 80, from 75 to 86. And then 1987, they went back to navy blue and made the finals again. So everything's good yeah. again. Uh, Can't um, have the royal blue. Yeah. Well, and yet now they wear it as their clash jumper, but we'll get to them in a moment. Um, but, yeah, basically <laughs> since then, navy blue with a red yoke, and, yeah, I'd be very surprised if they changed it any time soon, especially now that they've had some success in it again. Did they change the colour again from the, like, late 90s, in like around then? Well, what they've done is they've adopted the polyester jumpers, the uh, oh. sublimation printing. And so 
wool, like navy blue dye in wool or acrylic looks like navy blue. You know, it's it's a dark navy. Um, mm. You know, like Carlton call themselves the dark navy blues, but realistically, Melbourne's navy blue is the same colour. So is Geelong. <laughs> um, you know, there's not a great deal of difference. The difference with this is that what manufacturers, and I guess Melbourne's in this specific example is, they generally make the jumper in the same colour as the club logo. And so when you say, I mean, there's there's all this stuff in printing. One of these things called the Pantone matching system. Melbourne's navy blue is a certain shade of navy blue called PMS289. And so when they go to make the jumpers, which are effectively printed um, through a process of heating up the dye until it turns into a gas and then cooling it back down again. And so that's what happens. That's called sublimation. Sublimation printing is how the jumpers are made. And then the particular colour of navy blue is just a bit lighter than the dyed navy blue that you've got with um, an acrylic jumper, which is what they used uh, right up until, you know, that, that 90s, mid-90s period. Yeah, right. Okay. That's interesting. What so, a change I can yeah. make. The other change they made was in 2004, they made that navy blue even lighter, and that was to avoid clashes with other clubs. They were hoping to wear navy blue against Essendon and against Carlton, but the navy blue would be a lighter shade of navy blue. However, uh, the AFL instructed them, no, that's not going to work for us, and we want you to wear a clash jumper against those clubs. And so from there... Uh, they've had clash jumpers and, you know, moved to that. Well, I mean, they had pre-season and away jumpers before then. Uh, 2004, they had a red jumper. But, uh, yeah, they, they sort of, well, doubled down on it, really. They, you know, they really started wearing them more frequently. Yeah, okay. And then in what, about the 2010s, we get a bit darker again? Yes, so there was a move. Melbourne had had a, a period of, um, well, let's call it a lack of success, and so they came in and changed everything for the 2011 season, and some of those things were to make the navy blue and red both darker and appear more like they were uh, back in the 1950s and 60s when they were successful. Uh, so that has pretty much faded away. <laughs> um, <laughs> they came out with they came out with a logo that well yeah are we gonna do logos? We might as well talk about their logo too if you like. Yeah if it's on the jumper it's on the jumper. It is well good enough it is on the jumper. The they had this logo that it looked like it was designed by a committee and everybody had a different idea but everybody got their way. So <laughs> it's got it's got the eternal flame for all of the um, footballers that died in war. It's got oh, it's got the name of the club. It's got the rules of Australian football written across the logo in a watermark. Um, yeah. It's got the yoke. It's got a trident. It's got the Southern Cross for Australia. Um, it just about had everything. It's got a, a footy on there. It's 
Um, <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it's everybody. Made, they made sure they've covered all bases, just in case they, you weren't sure when you've looked at your logo. <laughs> yeah. They said, oh, we don't want to make any confusion here. That's right. We, yes. Yeah, we'll spell yeah, it out they, for you. <laughs> everyone's had a say and everyone's got their way. It's beautiful. And, <laughs> and then in the grand scheme of things, you look at it and you think, it looks a bit like the Liverpool logo, doesn't it? Yeah. Which, which, if you compared the two at the time, it looked very similar. So, yeah. yeah, that's right. It's just like uh, you have to change a certain amount of words so it's not copyright. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, or just so throw just, enough stuff on top. Yeah, they've just uh, added a whole they'll bunch. Never yeah. They'll never notice. It's, yeah. yeah, if you translate it to Russian and then Mandarin, eventually you'll get there. That's, the, yeah, yeah. So, oh, so then yeah, what so, else has happened with the home jumpers well, before we well, move to the no, away? That's pretty, much, that's pretty much it. They wore a gold logo recently because they won the flag good on them. Um, I, they sure did. Yeah, they hadn't won one in my life prior to 21, so good luck to them. Wow. The, um, yep. Uh, and yeah, that's it. They've always been not great since I, I've well, always remembered until recently. yeah. They, um, yeah, I... I Growing up, I don't think I knew a Melbourne supporter. Uh, but I lived out in the northwest, but mm. yeah, they um, they they weren't a successful club in the certainly in the seventy like the late sixties, the seventies, the eighties, right up until as I say, until they changed their colours in eighty seven, they they weren't much good though. Yeah, and mm. they they did things like um, you know, they got Ron Barassi back and. Got Peter Moore and Kelvin Templeton, and they're going to be a good side. And they, I think, one year they won one game by one point. That was it. Wow. <laughs> so, yeah, <laughs> they just that, that that seemed to be Melbourne's lot in life. And uh, and every time they got a really good player, they ended up going somewhere else. Yeah, right. For Carlton, I remember him. He was a good player. <laughs> anyway, so so um, that, that's that's the the story of the Melbourne home jumpers. Yes, so that is the home jumpers. Now there there is a bit more color in the away jumpers that we can talk about, I suppose. Well, so they obviously red, red features quite heavily, but there's also there's there is some unique styles that they've you know experimented with, should well, we say, over that, the years yeah, as well. Yeah, well, I think that's fair. And I well, one of the things I really generally don't like is when you've got a logo that you put on your jumper that's not really a club logo. Uh, they did that in 2009 mm. and 10. Just some random demon bloke um, appeared on the front of their jumpers for a couple of years. That's one of those been... jumpers. I mean, oh, you, yeah, you could explain the jumper further. It's got... Well, it's got red with a blue demon on the front. Oh, and yeah, and then 09 and 10, version. they added... A, yeah. yeah, they added well, some more to it there. In 2010, right? they made it a white jumper. Sorry, two thousand nine and ten. There was two versions. There was a red one with a blue demon on it, and there was a yeah. white one with a red demon on it, and and yet it had a, a blue V on that as well. Um, uh, the demon kind of sits on the top of the V, inside the V, I guess. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah it's those two jumpers, the white ones specifically. I have no recollection of them ever existing in my mind. Yeah, some jumpers, they just slip straight through for me. I think for a lot of Melbourne supporters, they're wishing the same thing would be their experience. <laughs> but um, so their first away jumper, 2004, we should probably start there. Or I guess 
clash. Well, that's the one. You could that, say. That's the one where they had changed their jumpers to a lighter navy blue, and that was their pre-season jumper. And then they supposedly, as I understand the story, uh, they were going to wear their home jumpers, which were now a lighter shade of navy blue. And the AFL said, "No, nah, you're playing Essendon or Carlton. Uh, you can wear your pre-season jumper." So they wore their their 04 pre-season jumper as an away jump or as a clash jumper against um, Melbourne, uh, sorry, against Essendon and Carlton that year. And then they said, all right, well, we're going to have a red clash jumper. So they made one with a, well, slightly different logo. It was just the M from the Melbourne logo. And they did that three years in a row. They had that in various forms. And then they had one that, um, well, realistically, we'll talk about later when we get to our favourites and our least <laughs> favourites. But they had one that was a silver jumper that was a yeah. – it faded from a light silver to a darker silver to a lighter silver again. Um, it had an unusual – it wasn't really a V. I'll call it um, a chevron, I guess, along the side that, that didn't really line up with anything. Looks like a tick mark. Yeah, well, yeah, but from the side, the, the two sides met and it sort of formed a W, uh, if that makes sense. Um, yeah. It just, just looks like a like a corporate steel company logo. Yeah, possibly. Get it on um, a business card. It just looks like it doesn't fit uh, yeah, compared well, to the – yeah, but yeah. – yeah, Look, the only jumper. thing I remember that – particular jumper for as I'm pretty confident Matthew Lloyd took mark of the year against Melbourne wearing those jumpers. Oh. That's my memory of those jumpers. <laughs> so, yeah. Go yeah, down so in history then. That's, yeah, well, I guess so. Uh, so, yeah, so they had white jumpers for uh, nine years. and 2009 to 2017, they had white jumpers. Then in 2017, they've gone with uh, the na- the home jumper at the front, but red on the back. And so yeah. not exactly sure why anyone thought that was a good idea, although they did think it was a good enough dear idea to deck out the AFLW team in exactly the same jumpers. So, yeah, yeah, not, yeah, um, yeah not too sure. What that solves? Well, not a lot from the front because if it's a clash no. with a team who wears navy blue, yeah, most of the jumpers navy blue. So, but yeah, from yeah. the back, <laughs> the back you're fine. Just everybody <laughs> turn around. That's right. <laughs> I, I never really figured what that was about. Um, I I must say I didn't mind their white clash jumpers. The 2015 16 had the club monogram on the front. I thought yeah, they, they're I thought not. They they're good. good classy they were okay um and then 2018 to now they're still wearing the 1970s royal blue jumper as as a clash jumper which yeah doesn't look too, i like history so yeah i might imagine so i like <laughs> the history of them wearing the royal blue and you know it's 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 nice to see um well, it's nice to see Melbourne running around still in the old design and, you know, not trying something crazy some, and, yeah. and winning. And winning in and, those jumpers is good and for them too. And it works as well. Like, that's the thing. 
You just yeah. need it to to do its yeah. job, and you know it's nice if you can pull into the history, especially if there's so much of it. Yeah, it'd be nice, and um, yeah, it's it's good to think of. Like I'm thinking of like guys like Robbie Flower, who was probably one of my favourite players from another club. He was, yeah, yeah. Oh, he's a good player, and uh, <laughs> yeah, that's how I pick. That's the jumper I picture him in. Robbie Flower was a star. Yeah, so yeah. It was, um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's great. Well, what yeah. about the promotional jumpers then? Because they've yeah, got... Yeah, they've had a few. Yeah. Yeah, they have. So <laughs> where would you start with that? All right. Well, I guess they started off, well, these days, all, all, most AFL clubs, some AFL clubs, let's call it, will have, well, all clubs have a charity. Some clubs will have jumpers to promote that charity. And Melbourne seemed to have flip-flopped a little bit or something. Um, well, maybe they've just narrowed things down. But they started off with uh, Clash for Cancer jumpers with Essendon. And so when they played Essendon, both teams had a yellow arm, oh, not an armband, uh, one of the cuffs on their jumper was was yellow. And then they sort of, if that was the broad cancer um, jumper, they specifically went to uh, a field of women jumper, which was specifically the Breast Cancer Network. Uh, they did that for one year and then seemed to walk away from it. Well, no, that's not true. They hey. didn't have any jumpers. I don't know if they walked away from the charity in uh, 2011, 12, 13, but in 2014, they came back with another of those jumpers. So uh, 14 to 19, 14 to 18, they had the, like, various styles of um, a pink, well, sorry, pink yoke or, well, certainly the yoke was pink, but then they would have the breast cancer awareness logo somewhere on the jumper or in some cases everywhere on the jumper. <laughs> yeah. So. 2014 in the V there. Yeah, 2015 think... was all up the sides. It was just, yeah, yeah was, that's right. There was a lot. There was a lot going on. So they've done that for quite a few years, right? They sort of, when that finished, 2018? Well, they stopped, yeah, yeah, 2018, they've stopped doing that. And then yeah. at the time, they'd sort of just picked, well, sort of, they'd, they'd, they'd been doing Anzac. They've got Anzac Eve. And so... 2015 was the first time they did an Anzac Eve jumper, and now they play Richmond every eve of Anzac Day. Um, I don't. I think we've talked about this before. I don't think Anzac Eve is a thing, but you know, it is <laughs> to these guys because they've got a footy yeah. jumper to prove it. Yeah, um, it is funny to think. Yeah, it's like Christmas Eve or something. Like, what are we talking about? It's it's, it's just a day, and the thing happens on a day. Yeah. Yeah, so and now this is the eve of that. So, um, yeah, like and a lot of clubs that well, a lot of clubs, Essendon and Collingwood is who I'm talking about. Like Essendon and Collingwood, they started off simple and then they they added and added and added and added to it. Uh, last year they had the yoke made up as red poppies and then a list of fallen soldiers on the back. Uh, you know, it, they did have at one point, they just had a red poppy and it was an enormous red poppy. And then sometimes 
they've just had the fallen soldiers on the back with the Anzac logo, stuff like that. But yeah, yeah. this year it's like a tribute to Bluey Truscott, and they had um, an aeroplane with jet streams all over it. Hmm. So. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Interesting it's one. Isn't same it? story. I I am firmly of the belief that they want to sell yeah. those jumpers and it, they will get more for those jumpers if they win than if they lose, and it doesn't matter what they look like. Yeah, they, that's right. And it does just, seem to follow some of the other trends that we've already discussed with other clubs in regards to the Anzac Day jumpers as well. Yeah. Just sort of, yeah, over the time going getting bigger and bigger and using all the different filters and effects you can get on your <laughs> that's, editing that's, software. That's seriously what it feels like. It feels like, you know, somebody who's not necessarily part of the game is doing a little piece of artwork for themselves and then yeah. printing One it out on the footy jumper. that is interesting that's different is the 2018 160-year anniversary yes. jumper. Yes. So that was yes. – uh, well, that was going back to – the 1919 jumper, the blue with a red V. Which and is the then, university thing? Correct, yeah. University-inspired, yeah. Uh, um, yeah, addition to the uniform, let's call it. Um, yeah, so, yeah, that was, was, I think that's, well, we'll get to it at the end. What is our best, our favourite? But that's, I think that's a really clean look and just looks great. Yeah, great. Um, you know, it does have, I think that had the names of players on it, the 2018 jumper, which would be a, a fair old list. It would, wouldn't it? They've had a few go through the club. Yeah. I hope <laughs> it, I'm, I'd have to check that out, actually. I'm not sure. I don't think it's a sugar daddy jumper where, you know, somebody paid to put their name on it. I mean, oh. It's just sort of the end of that era. I'm pretty confident it was a list of um, players' names. Right. Um, what other jumpers? They're heritage jumpers. What about Melbourne's well, heritage jumpers over the yeah, years? They, um, yeah, they, well, realistically, they started, they and amongst everybody else, started the... Um, Started the footy website really. Uh, the nineteen ninety six jumper was had a had a yoke on the front, which Melbourne jumpers did not have with the pretend laces that they wore. Uh, Two thousand three, they doubled down on that and had exactly the same design and took off the printed laces. Still wrong. Uh, yeah, as I say, there was no yoke on the Melbourne jumper until a lot later. And then 2004 and five, they they did actually get it right with the modern take on the 1925 jumpers. Uh, 06, 07, they had the royal blue jumpers, and that's sort of what inspired them to go back to the uh, the like that jumper as a clash jumper. And then mm. 08, they actually had what the Melbourne jump, you know, sort of what the Melbourne jumper would have looked like with the red stripe down the middle, but not the back. And that's um, where the, the reinforcing for the laces would have gone. Uh, so it would have been the closest to an actual heritage jumper. So, yeah, I mean, apart from the first two, they've actually done a pretty good job. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting the 
2004, 5 and the 08 one. I like that they go back, a pulling have well, have done use these. It'd be cool if we can use them again in the future. Which I, I think we are tending more towards that with all the retro jumpers that are coming oh, back. Oh, very much so. Yes, like we um, saw with Hawthorne uh, this year. Yeah, Hawthorne uh, Bulldogs. Fremantle yeah. have got one. Uh, uh, St Kilda are wearing one on a few occasions. Yeah, it's, so it's it's great. I mean, yeah, yeah, I think it's really good that we can pull them back, and hopefully we can go back and keep using these really old ones because, yeah, I mean, it's just awesome to think that uh, Melbourne are just one of the oldest football clubs in the world, you know. It's it's great to go back and use their history. Well, exactly, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's it's crazy that it's that far back. Um, yeah. I don't think anyone's ever going to – I mean, they used to be called the Mighty Whites because they wore cricket whites. And yeah. they were – you know, they had seasons where they didn't lose games and stuff. But – no, you know, they're never going to wear just a white jumper. They're not going to do that. They'll wear <laughs> something, you know, they'll wear something like what they've had in the past. And, yeah, and there's plenty right. of options there. There's, you know, they've worn a few of them as heritage jumpers. As I say, that uh, the the red V on the navy blue jumper always looks fairly clean and pretty good. Uh, I remember there was like promotional photos of Nathan Jones in it when he when it first got released in it. Oh, so, yeah. Jeez, that looks all right. So good. Yeah. Jumper, yeah. Yeah. yeah so, it, that, that's the thing. It does look pretty good. It's a good, yeah. good color scheme in general. Mm. So, um, are there any other jumpers that you'd like to bring up here? Any uh, points of note or? No, I think that's probably covered it. I mean, they've, they've experimented a little bit in the preseason. Uh, yeah. They had what I guess what's generally called the Spaceman. 102, which is a little bit different. Um, they had one in mm. 2011. You know, we're talking about they changed their colours and they changed their logo and they brought out these new jumpers for the pre-season and they they must have got the printing wrong because they were sort of like a dark pink. Um, they, <laughs> they wore them in the pre-season and then they ditched them and then they went to red by the time they had to use them in the proper season. But, um, yeah, they, they're they the only things really. I mean, most of their, most of their pre-season jumpers have ended up being used as away jumpers, clash jumpers sort of things. Yeah. So, but, yeah, that, as I say, the Spaceman was an interesting looking yeah. sign, the 0102 a bit going on pre-season there. jumper. Yeah, I don't mind it. It's... Uh... But yeah, interesting, interesting, definitely. Mm. <laughs> yeah, you can get a bit Kath and Kim. Eh, it's unusual. Mm, <laughs> what yeah. does that even come from? Is that just their own idea? They just yeah, decided one yeah, time, someone, or just yeah, right. Someone's decided. You know, what we should do. We should make the V. We should make the yoke thinner. How about we do that? How about we round it? I'm, yeah, I'm guessing. I'm, I, yeah, I don't really know. But that had the silver, uh, silver trim, trim to it as well. Yeah, silver collar and cuffs, the silver. Yeah, they were really pushing that as a third colour for the footy club. Silver. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, right. <laughs> silver, yeah. 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 They'd just come off a grand final too, 2000. So they wore that in 01 pre-season. But, um, That's why. Yeah, right. Well, if there 
aren't any more jump. Let's go and select our favorite and least favorite jumpers. So yeah, well, over to I'm, yourself. Well, give us your give favorite and least away. favorite. Yeah, look, my favorite is the 1919 navy blue jumper with a red V. I think it's a clean look. I think it's, uh, you know, it's the sort of thing a kid could draw and a nana could knit. And, yeah, it's just a classic look. As Again, uh, reinvented recently and still a good look. Uh, you know, in that 2018 160-year jumper. So that's the one I'm going to say is my yeah. preferred look or what, the, the jumper I like the most. And, again, I've probably given this away, but the away jumper from 2008, which was silver with a mismatched um, chevron down the bottom of it, that's going to be my least favourite jumper. Yeah, those are very good. Well, um, yeah, I love love that home, that uh, 160 year jumper. I think that one's yeah. really nice, but I'll go for a different one from myself. Okay. So I've got on the, my favorite, I'll go 2015 away jumper or white clash jumper, if you will. Okay. Yeah. I like the club monogram and I like the white with the, just the simple reds on the sides. I think it's just a, that's a nice jumper and it's clean, I reckon. Um, least favorite though, 2009 away jumper. It's. In my mind, just as lazy as it gets. It just looks like a training tit singlet <laughs> that you would wear to training at Auskick. Yeah. It's, it's yeah, and the logo, as you mentioned earlier, it just feels like it doesn't really tie into a whole lot of things. It's just slapped on. Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> no no real styling to go with it. It's just yeah, here's a red singlet and we'll just put this image <laughs> on it. Barley special. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> But yeah, yeah, so those are my two. Any other points from your end, Rob, or shall we wrap oh, it up no, here? I think that that's probably covered off the D's. Um, yeah, we'll put a page together with all the different you know things we've talked about, the different jumpers. But uh, that, yeah, that's right. You can check it out on footyjumpers.com where all these footy jumpers we've been discussing today are. You can be found, and yeah, you can have a look at what we're looking at, and have a, have a look through. Pick your favorite and least favorite, and put it down on the. The Twitter post or X yeah, post, I should absolutely. say. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for okay. tuning in, and we'll, we'll catch you on the next episode. All right. Thanks, guys. Catch you again yeah. next time. Bye.